Jar Jar Binks set to make an appearance in Rise of Skywalker? I'm just kidding. Before you mute us, welcome to the first ever episode of Star Wars News brought to you by Popcorn Talk. We're talking all things Star Wars. Ryan Johnson, is he or is he not making more Star Wars movies? Princess Leia was supposed to be the last Jedi. And we're taking an exclusive look inside the Mandalorian. Stay right there. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movie. Welcome to the ship. Welcome to Star Wars news. We are so excited. What a week to be talking about our favorite, favorite franchise. And before I get into what we're discussing, let me introduce me and my co-pilot. I'm Steph Sabra, a.k.a. Chewbacca's daughter, long lost daughter, hairy and charismatic, just like my father. Yes. <laughs> Huge Star Wars fan. Throughout the weeks, you'll get to know a little bit more about me and my co-pilot, Ryan Nilsson. Thank you. Rilo Ren. Rilo, a.k.a. Rilo Ren. A.k.a. Rilo Ren. He dabbles with the dark and the light. I know. I'm, I'm going back and forth. Yeah, we and just don't know. the forces are pulling me on each side. <laughs> so excited to talk about Star Wars news. This has been in development for a minute. A minute. And we're here. But we were like, this, it would it would be such BS if mm. we didn't get on the mic to talk about all the things happening, especially in, in anticipation of The Mandalorian and Rise of Skywalker, because holy cow. Holy cow. Holy cow. But this week, we have Ryan Johnson and his future with Star Wars. Is he or is he not making more movies? Uh, we don't know. There's a bunch of speculation going on. We're going to break down what is out there, what's rumor, what is fact. What is fact. And guys, I am in the live chat. Yes. So all you younglings out there, all you Star Wars fans... <laughs> Comment there. I'll shout you out. We're so excited for our episode one of Star Wars News. Steph and I are just going to nerd out with y'all. So please yes. share your thoughts of these news stories and The Mandalorian yes. in the live chat. Yes. And then after that, we'll be talking about Bob Iger. And he he is reiterating his sentiment that less Star Wars is more mm. um, to each their own. Each their own. <laughs> we'll break down his quote. He kind of re-explained himself in a way that made me feel better about what I think he meant to say. Right. J.J. Uh, Abrams had originally planned on having princess leia as the last jedi wow fascinating really really interesting and that was today so yeah we'll, we'll really get into that and then like i said we're taking an insider's look at the mandalorian so we're really going to be taking a look into the creative team and breaking down the last trailer that was dropped during the mayans Ooh. and i know ryan's really we we've been geeking out we are also our sister network after buzz tv has an after show for the mandalorian so we will also be on that panel breaking down each episode every single week where you can also join us there to talk all things the Mandalorian, but it's coming, y'all. It is coming next week. I am so excited. After we break down our news topics, we have some special segments. Ryan's going to tell us about those. Very special segments coming at the end of the show, starting with there's a theory where we put on our Poindexter glasses and we talk about some of the biggest theories going on in this galaxy far, far away, as well as Character Corner. You know, Star Wars is such a huge universe, Steph, that even a background <laughs> extra has a backstory that is bigger than our own. So we'll be getting highlighting a random character in that, and then we'll close out the show with some words of wisdom. Like, because Star Wars is just always providing words of wisdom. Forever so. and ever. So awesome. Can't wait for those. Let's dive right in. Ryan Johnson, he says that he's still in talks for more Star Wars and that the angry last Jedi tweets actually helped inspire his newest film, Knives Out. Knives Out. I know you weren't as big of a hater at, of The Last Jedi as others. Right. But are you a fan of Ryan Johnson regardless? I'm a huge fan of Ryan Johnson. Ever since his work on Breaking 
Breaking Bad. Yeah. Two of the best episodes in the series on that. And then Looper was amazing. So mm-hmm. when he got on Last Jedi, I was obviously really excited. Divisive film. Divide. Mixed reactions, to say the least. But, uh, but he, that he, is the Star Wars fan, fan franchise. Like, the fandom, like, you hate it or you love it, and it's always a mixed bag. I think for us, we really like whatever's put out there most of the time. It wasn't perfect, but we still liked it. Exactly. And I think right, right before Last Jedi came out, it was said he's supposed to have a trilogy of films that was unrelated to these episodes, the Skywalker mm-hmm. saga, which we got really excited for. But after the divisive reactions and, you know, there's it's been kind of quiet. I think it's funny that his movie's called Knives Out because that's what a lot of the fans were doing in response to Last Jedi. They had those knives out. Yes. Uh, but what's really interesting is this quote. I mean, in this in an interview, he said, yeah, we're still engaged. Lucasfilm. We'll see what happens. I think he has to say that he's on press for Knives Out right now. He's not going to drop a bomb saying it's not happening. Well, yeah, not a good look for him to be like, nah, I messed up so bad they <laughs> we're not in talks anymore. <laughs> and I mean, it's up in the air. I, I think, uh, I, I really hope he, he does still get these films, but I just don't do. know if we're, I do, I really do. I, I'm a, since I was a fan of Last Jedi, I would love to see what an auteur like Ryan Johnson can do, um, detached from the episodes from the Skywalker saga. So I hope we end up getting those movies. I just don't think we're going to find out for a few months just because he's not going to say that while he has a new film coming out. Similar to when Ben Affleck, he didn't say he was he was out of the Batman while his film Live by Night, Live by Night, yeah. I think, came out. Like He, he kind of waited for that to come out, uh, be in theaters for a little bit, and then he announced that. I'm glad that announcement came. Um, moving, <laughs> moving on to the rumor about Ryan Johnson. Shade, <laughs> shade is being thrown. It will continue to be thrown. Yeah. But an article from Bounding into Comics Bounding. said there there is a rumor out from someone named TiVo at Lords of the Long Box says his sor- he has a source at Black Knight and they said according to several inside sources Ryan Johnson's proposed Star Wars trilogy is dead at Lucasfilm and continued saying after the mixed reaction of The Last Jedi from fans Johnson's future with the franchise has been cast in doubt mm. where when there is smoke there is fire it seems fire what do you think? These are just rumors, or Jeff, is this I have a, a source? Sound, I have a sound drop in the in the soundboard that's titled "Rumor" for Star Wars. <laughs> I'm just curious if you can click that one. Here we go, guys. This is the big unveil of the rumor sound drop. Come on, this. Here also, we go. Here we go. We'll see what happens. Ooh, there it is. There oh, it is. So, and that mysterious voice that you hear right now is our producer Jeff Graham. He is kind of. He knows nothing. He knows nothing. <laughs> But knows everything about film, and cre- he's a great creative. Yes. Star Wars, not so much, but we love having that. He's we like love Jon that. Snow in that way. Like he, he's very knowledgeable, but he knows nothing. <laughs> Big film guy, not necessarily the biggest Star Wars person. It's not that I don't like it. It's just that I think part of it's if you grow up in a family that loves Star Wars, you get inundated. I grew up in a family that loved Harry Potter, so Wizarding World all day. But yeah, you can be both. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> You can be both, Jeffrey C. Graham, but Jeff's Jeff's in the booth, and we would not want anyone else really driving. We like that. Yeah, we like that. So, from a business perspective, though, if you're calling the shots on the creative direction of the trilogy, are you still would go with Ryan Johnson from business, not from your your fan perspective? From business, I would be considering moving in another direction. However, the one thing for a business perspective. There's been some shakeups with a few directors already for mm-hmm. Star Wars, and this would be another one. He was 
given a trilogy that came out, that report came out. There was even a bit on Kimmel where he says, oh, yeah, I'm writing the next few films. Like they have put this on TV. It is confirmed that he was doing these movies. So they would have to cancel three movies again. This would be another project that they would scrap and it would just be from the reaction. Now, I mean, Last Jedi was super successful, mm -hmm. really successful movie. I think just with the tone of the past few projects, they're in this kind of up in the air uh, mood right now. And I, I really actually think this is going to depend on the success of The Mandalorian and Rise of Skywalker. If those two films can get the majority of the fans back in the positive light of Star Wars, then I think they're willing to take now what's considered a risk on Ryan Johnson. Yeah, I mean, it's so crazy that it is considered a risk because he is one of the best that we have in the industry right now. But it's true, and we've talked about this, that there has been a bunch of drama in terms of signing new people on to Star Wars, and they haven't really gotten a hold of what is working and what's not working with the new generation of Star Wars fans. Right. So I don't really know how I feel about it. I always think that there is an extreme amount of talent all around the world, extremely all talented. The galaxy. Yeah, all around the galaxy, directors, writers, all of that. So, do we need to try the same person just for just to try it? I don't think so. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm all for spreading the wealth. Yeah, get some more people in there. Uh, they just dropped the Game of Thrones. Did Benioff and Weiss last <laughs> week for a trilogy? So, yikes on that front. I, I just don't know if they're going to. I don't know if we're going to get confirmed news for a few weeks just because of this new film. And I would like to see Ryan Johnson. I love Ryan Johnson. And I, I really do think giving him the keys to just a completely original story and not necessarily being locked down by like constraints of the Skywalker saga and these episodes and characters we're familiar with. I mean, I think a lot of people's problems with Last Jedi was what decisions he made with beloved characters that we that we all really like. And I think uh, if he just had a fresh slate, this might be an opportunity to to give him that. And maybe it's Disney Plus. I think it's all going to depend on these these future projects coming up. And if people it's like true. Them. I also think I'm so focused on Rise of Skywalker and the Mandalorian that I I don't need to know these answers right now. Mm. I just want to have a great series on Disney Plus and a great final movie to close out the best family that ever lived. As Yoda says, patience. <laughs> I'm not. Well, I'm, I'm working on my patience, okay? I'm working on We're it. We're all working on it. So that's interesting. We'll just yeah. have to wait and see. What have we got? Moving oh, on, got? Bob Iger. So he had recently made a statement that there was too much Star Wars and they kind of fumbled the bag and needed to slow down. And he he wanted to kind of go, he got re-asked about that. And he said, I have said publicly that I think we made and released too many Star Wars films over a short period of time. I've not said that they were disappointing in any way. I've not said that I'm disappointed in their performance. I just think that there's something so special about a Star Wars film and less is more. Do you agree, Ryan? Less Wilson? is more. Steph Sabra. You think? I think so. <laughs> I mean, I, was that a question or a statement? <laughs> That's a statement. God. Less is more, but I'm a I'm a greedy fan. Me too. I want all the Star Wars. I want Mandalorian yesterday. You mm -hmm, know, mm -hmm. I want I want the Disney XD animated. I want a movie in theaters at every weekend. <laughs> I want everything. But I do see what he means when it comes to business. And less is more. I think Solo came way too quick. After Last Jedi. Yeah, I I think that was a subtweet at Solo <laughs> and not much else but that. Solo is kind of like the scarlet mark on Star Wars right now. And scarlet Letter. Scarlet Letter. Scarlet Mark. Solo. Please 
<laughs> just a rebel <laughs> badge. Yeah, I think <laughs> I, it really is, isn't it? I, I, five months after Last it's Jedi. It's too quick. I, I do think I don't not agree with him. I think Star Wars is such a special franchise that why not make fans wait? And But it's also like whatever you put out, you we want to see it's guaranteed well you know we would say it's guaranteed box office Mm -hmm. but with solo it was kind of a unique scenario where they had all this production drama that made the budget really high and it wasn't guaranteed box office they lost money i think you know star wars fans they've been through the grind with just decades of no star wars in terms (laughs) of like movies and tv uh and now that we have it now that disney's churning it out and we're so used to marvel movies every three or four months why can't that be star wars i think we're getting there but i think they kind of jumped the gun like you were just saying a little er like a year ago with solo they were they were just like all right let's just put it out there and they didn't really know what they were going for with that movie and i and now the mandalorian it's been a year and a half Mm -hmm. since we had another star wars thing on screen and we're hyped. Yeah. It's Disney Plus. So, yeah, less I, is more. The anticipation is so high. It's going to be really successful. I agree. And I think that Star Wars is moving more in a direction of the MCU, which has clearly nailed it. Whatever they're doing, everyone else should be doing. And I think the problem with Star Wars is that we were focused on one family mm-hmm. and one lineage for decades. And although we had animated series and games and, and all these things that introduced new characters, we didn't... That was for the real, real fans. Yeah. Most fans that just watch the movies don't know about all the characters that have been introduced in other parts. But I do think that now is the time, once we f- we close out the chapter on the Skywalkers, that you can start pulling the characters from the animated shows that did so well. And you can start introducing new characters because, like we are going to talk about in our special segment, each character that's even been glimpsed for a frame, a frame. in a movie has a history, and <laughs> it's a history we would watch. Yeah, I'm looking at the chat. A bunch of people agree with us. I agree. Sure, less is more. Uh, some people were crapping on Solo. We got some Solo haters. <laughs> Uh, wasn't Solo. That Solo. But yeah, I mean, less less is more. It can build anticipation for the next project. But I want all the projects. We want, want all the smoke. All the Star Wars. All, all the Star Wars. Yeah, I, I, I want them to get on an MCU run, but they need to introduce characters that we love and storylines that we love as well before yes. that they do that because the what the worst thing that could happen i don't think it's is possible it? is them doing too much and then it becomes sloppy right or they drop off directors rehire and finish the movie and somehow put it in the movies still exactly Why i mean did that i think we were scared <laughs> that people would throw that out there but then again marvel is now at this this stage where they're doing three movies a year and it's easy to say all right i'm getting a little tired of them this is too much but they're still so but successful and it's so commercial, it's so successful. They're guaranteed hits. I think Star Wars, they're trying to be a little more careful with that, and they're venturing out into this this really gigantic universe. Like, we thought the MCU was big. Star Wars is gigantic, oh, and yeah. the opportunities are endless. We're, yes, we are the best and biggest galaxy. Before we move on to the next topic, I do want to say what up to people in the chat. What up? And people watching us, we love you guys so much. We're going to be here each week bringing you everything that you want to know about Star Wars. If you guys have stuff that you want to talk about, leave a reply in the comments and give us that like on YouTube if you're listening on Apple Podcasts. Give us those five stars. Leave us a review there. We love to see it. We love to keep the conversation going. So And we'll shout you out on air. Like Greg Mastovich and I. Soto. Ivan's in the chat. Ivan, what up? What up, Ivan? 
Uh, we love you guys commenting down below. And yeah, just get, please share your thoughts and we'll uh, shout you on air if you give us an iTunes review. Ding. Okay, this story hurts my heart. Oh, no. Just because I will never get over the passing of Carrie Fisher. Where are the tissues? Oh, yeah, where are the tissues? Oh. I uh, So it was announced today, J.J. Uh, Abrams had originally planned to have Carrie Fisher as the last Jedi in Star Wars, ri The Rise of Skywalker. Wow. Lightsaber and all. Something all of us fans, especially us women Star Wars fans, have been wishing and hoping. I mean, since the first time I saw the movie, I was like, she obviously has the the force is strong with this one. <laughs> Period. Don't at me. Like, that was known. So, and that was my wish, seeing her right. with a lightsaber. I mean, the idea that the way this trilogy has kind of been, been going is Force Awakens was Han's movie. Last Jedi was Luke's movie, so it only makes sense that Rise of, Je Rise of Skywalker would be Leia's film. And unfortunately, Carrie, P Carrie Fisher passed away. And you know there's that scene in Last Jedi where she does use the Force in space and pulls herself in. And she used the Force in Empire Strikes Back, too, to communicate with Luke. Mm -hmm. So we knew she had this ability, and there's always there's been theories about... Uh, you know, Leia was originally supposed to be the last Jedi. So I, I really love that that was the original take. And I hope that this untimely passing didn't change that story too much and that they'll be able to honor in some way. I mean, JJ does say in this article that, you know, he, he planned on highlighting her in this film and that it, I it, think it was going to be a payoff. Yes. I, I, and I was excited to see that because this is why the fans love JJ Abrams. He really gets us and he right. gets the story. And so even though, were not it wasn't able to go in the direction originally planned he will still do it justice but riddle me this Ooh. yesterday and <laughs> it was the news broke that yeah. we're just gonna cgi james dean as co-starring the film and i want to know is james dean in the next star wars movie <laughs> that great question but also I had a problem with that story because I'm like, we're recreating him in a film he wasn't in. Mm. I would be more okay with them doing this with Princess Leia. <laughs> Don't give me that look. Okay. Hear me out. I'm hearing you. Because this is actually her story. Right. And they've done it before. I don't know. I guess I, I'm not saying I would have liked them to just force it, even though she's no longer with us. But if we're going to do it with James Dean... <laughs> Can you Look, just give me one scene with her yielding a lightsaber? <laughs> yielding a lightsaber. I mean, we're we're opening a, a bag of eggs. <laughs> bag of <laughs> eggs. I can weigh in here. I know I'm not the deepest Star Wars fan, but Jeff the big difference in this case is the James Dean move feels so disrespectful. Yes. And somehow doing this with Carrie Fisher would feel incredibly respectful to me. Agreed. You know, and they did do it in Rogue One. Yeah. At the end of Rogue One, which was a week after she had passed away. Uh, she she's at the end of Rogue One. They did they did do a CGI Leia from 1977, and uh, I thought that I, that really moved me. There's a lot of CGI actually characters in Rogue One, but mm -hmm. it's, it's people who passed away and they're ongoing characters. And they characters. do such a good job. The James Dean thing, obviously, he's never played this Vietnam character, Vietnam War soldier character, so it's it's a bit of a different circumstance. But I see what you mean. I would like that, and I, we have heard that JJ's using unused footage, deleted scenes from Force Awakens, and I think Last Jedi in this film. So the way they'll integrate that, I'm really curious. But I, I wouldn't be that opposed to CGIing a little bit if it's for coverage if it's like for all right let's let's move her into it's this just scene. a question it's an I just interesting question idea. I had to throw out there I I think the James Dean thing is bizarre so I had to tie it in somehow <laughs> would you be would you be opposed to 
So would you be all right with an entire performance or just parts with the already footage we have? I think really big payoff parts. Big with payoff the parts. Fo- yeah, with the footage we had. I think it would be really... B- I think it's a bizarre concept in general. Right. The, it's just a misuse of technology, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. There's such an amazing amount of talent out there. We don't need to be recreating people. Right. With her, she is... this. It is a one in a million type scenario. Yeah. I, I, I definitely think the one person who could do this correctly is J.J. Abrams. Me too. And respectfully. And, you know, he's such a huge fan of hers. And he's worked with her. I, I trust him. And J.J. we trust. And J.J. we trust. True dad. True dad. Okay, let's go on to The Mandalorian. <laughs> There's a few things that have happened, and we are five, five days away. Five Give me days a away. high five for that one. Five days away of a show. Can, just tell me what you told me before we got on air. This is what we've been waiting for, people! <laughs> ever since Lucasfilm bought Disney, sorry, ever since Disney bought Lucasfilm in 2013, the idea has been Star Wars live action TV show. TV is in its heyday. It's never been better. After Buzz TV is covering all this amazing content we have. We are in the prime years of television. Oh, yes. And the fact that they got Jon Favreau, EPN, making this thing, this is a dream come true. It's not tied to anything. It's it's going to be its own story. I am so excited, and every other Star Wars fan should be excited for The Mandalorian. We cannot wait, and I, I would love to break this down. Yes. What, what are the top the stories we got? So here, Steph? we have um, there was an exclusive look at The Mandalorian, a new trailer that came out during the Mayans. A TV spot, if yeah, you will. a TV spot. And um, so we got, there wasn't major reveals, but we did, um, there was something with uh, Werner. Yeah, Werner yeah. Herzog. Werner Herzog has a few moments. The, called the client. He's called the client. We also saw Carl Weathers, mm-hmm. Apollo Creed from Rocky, which I think we got a photo up in there. Yes, he yes. looks awesome. And I, yeah, just the glimpses. This this looks beautifully shot. Uh, this this trailer it also shows. Um, I think we got Nick Nolte uh, on the in the trailer. He's in full makeup. I don't know if we have a photo of that one, but yeah, just reaffirming this thing looks incredible. And when it hits Tuesday, oh man, I'm so excited because I I talk about this with you all the time that I think I love movies, but I think the way the streaming networks have just flipped the industry on its back in terms of. What they can do with shows. Right. Because you can... I'm a character person. Things... Mm -hmm. I buy into things based on characters. And Star Wars does a phenomenal job of doing that with their movies. But... I would have loved to see more of... I would love to see a Ray series. I would Ugh. love to see a Kylo Ren series. Like, Ugh. all these characters have so much in it, and only a show can tell a story in such such depth. Right, you can get so into the characters in TV, and, and as well as binging it. Now, I know this won't be a binge series, but we're getting two next week. We're getting one Tuesday. Ra- on Tuesday and mm-hmm. one on Friday. So I think that one-two punch is going to just get us right in here. And yeah, we're going to spend more hours... With these characters, then we have some of the movie characters. <laughs> it's crazy, just the sheer the sheer runtime. Ah, oh so my excited! Gosh. The photos are popping up, but yeah, uh, I I cannot wait that 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 
teaser that that sorry that TV spot looked amazing, and we got to see his ship. We got to see oh, just, and the ship, and it apparently oh. the ship matches his personality, and I love that's how they were describing it in an interview. And I'm just so excited to see everything, every moving part of the show. But speaking on characters, we did get a first look at Ming Na Win's uh, assassin character from The Mandalorian, Fennec Shan. Yes. Da. And she said, we got our inspiration really from the name uh, in terms of how the character was acted. The idea of a fennec fox came to mind. Uh, this was an article with Vanity Fair. She says she's tricky and yet she's able to maneuver and survive and be stealthy. So very graceful and agile. I just love the whole image with the name. As a fellow Asian American woman, I am so excited to see another woman on screen for Star Wars portraying a strong character and one like that I've never seen before. Totally. And I love what she said about her character there. She even has a line in the trailer where she's talking about the name of the Mandalorian, which we don't know yet, but she says your name will be legendary. So the fact that they're they're pulling on all these unique elements for the backgrounds of these characters. I mean, back in the original trilogy, Vader is German for father, which is pretty on the nose, but it looks like they're going really deep into some in some interesting elements with these characters. So she's like a fox. Yeah. A stealth Maybe a bounty hunter, from what we can tell. That's what a lot of bounty hunters kind of act like. I'm really curious to see her character. The cast is crazy. We're going to do a whole Yeah, we're going to get deeper into a bit. Ming-Na Wen, she's from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. She's also in Mulan. Right. And... I'm really, really excited to see what she can do, especially as this character. I love a fierce assassin. I'm I'm really excited about it. But speaking of what you just said, let's get into our Mandalorian preview. Preview. We really wanted to talk about the creators because I didn't even realize the lineup <laughs> of directors for these episodes. It's kind of unreal. It's unreal, and it's just so exciting to think about which... which what each of them are going to bring. Right, so let's break it down. Yep. Um, first things first, Dave Filoni. Dave Filoni is George Lucas's Padawan. This is his apprentice. He has been friends and working with George Lucas for decades now, and he's been a part of every animated TV show that's come out yes. in the 2000s. Uh, from Star Wars, Clone Wars, Rebels, to the current show, The Resistance, he has had a hand in there. He knows more about Star Wars probably than George Lucas does, and he's infamous for wearing his cowboy hat. The dude knows everything, and he's directing the pilot of this show, which I love that pick because this guy knows so much. He gets to establish the tone off the top. He gets to make this live action show. I, I almost wish he got a movie, but the fact that he gets to do the pilot of the first live action TV show, I thought was such an amazing pick. Cannot wait to see what he does. So excited. Dave Filoni. And then... And we also have Deborah Chow, another Asian American woman. Holla! She will be working on two episodes. Two. It will be um, seven... Three and seven. Three and seven. So and, excited for that. And I know a little bit about Deborah Chow. Give it to I me. actually had the pleasure of meeting Deborah She's Chow. She's the one you told you teased She's the one me. I okay. teased. Okay. I met her back in April through a program and... We get the whole interview, really. So we, we got to ask her questions about Star Wars. She just finished filming. Mm -hmm. 
And she is one of the coolest people I've ever met. I mean, she looks at her resume is insane. Insane. You got to go on IMDb. She's directed every TV show imaginable. Better Call Saul, Jessica Jones from Netflix, HBO, Westworld. She's done it all. She is TV royalty. We got an awesome picture of her up here on set. She is a bad ass. And and we got to I got to ask her a few questions about Star Wars. And she was just saying this. This was the story she told about when she met Jon Favreau, who's executive producing. She, her agent was trying to get her in the room at Lucasfilm. She got a call saying, all right, come in. We'll, we'll, we'll interview you. She thought it was just going to be like basically an audition to direct. Mm-hmm. And she was brought into this theater where Jon Favreau had a VR headset. And he was like, oh, yeah, I'm just checking out a few things. Here, put this on. And when she put the VR headset on, she was on set and got to see an entire environment and where the lights and camera were going to be, which is nuts, first of all, because that's where we're at with technology. You can see a digital set before you're on the physical set. And then John Favreau that's already made up his flex. mind. Big, huge flex. That's like, take this or be done forever. Yeah. What? That's like Yoda just moving things out of the way, <laughs> lifting the God. ship with one hand. I had no idea. That is... That's how you get someone. That's how on you board. get someone. <laughs> yeah. and she is perfect for this. Her episode of Better Call Saul is one of the most creative episodes of TV I've ever seen. The first ten minutes is a split screen, and they show the disintegration of a relationship. She is awesome. I'm so excited. And, and she's already been confirmed to direct episodes for the second season, and because then, she kicked ass on this. She's also connected with the um, Obi Wan series. Obi Wan, yeah, she's just a great awesome person to have on this crew and she got two episodes and it's the first female and asian woman to direct anything star wars live action epic you're gonna just make me so proud i mean <laughs> while we're at it why don't you take the trilogy the tr- I, right she probably <laughs> Deborah should chow for the trilogy i'm gonna once Gee i chow. once i see your episodes uh i'll really start petitioning that right. uh, i want to at least put some for sure. Yeah, I and got it. So we got three left. Let's uh, get into it. Taika Waititi. Ugh, of course. Names as of himself. I mean, the dude's from Flight of the Concords. You know, he did Thor uh, Thor Ragnarok. Mm-hmm. He did Hunt for the Wilder People. And right now, Jojo Rabbit. He's also playing a character, which is, I think, it's not IG-88, it's IG-11. But he's going to be a bounty hunter as well. And, you know, he, he played Korg in the Avenger movies. Uh, so Korg. just an amazing artist and a great addition to this team. Uh, Taika, you're awesome. And, and uh, having seen Jojo Rabbit, I do think we'll probably see Taika at the Oscars this year. I'm going to put in my bid yes. now. capacity. So now we have Oscar ties to The Mandalorian. Ooh. That's my prediction. Great prediction, Jeffrey Seagram. Great prediction Seagram. with that. Bryce Dallas Howard, also directing episode. I'm a episode. big Bryce Dallas Howard fan. You're a stan? Mm-hmm. I think she's extremely talented. Daughter of Ron Howard, who yeah. directed Solo. Yes. So there you go. It's in, in the family. Yeah, and uh, I'm just curious to see. I haven't. I'm not that familiar with her director work. Work as right. a director, but as an actress and as an artist, I can. Extr- I respect her and I trust her. And she comes from a family of amazing yeah. directors. Yeah, and then probably the m- most unknown name on the list. And I forgive me if I mispronounced the last name, but it's Rick Famuyiwa. I think it's Fam Famu Famuyiwa Famuyiwa. Again, the shy, the shy TV fame. This guy has. The experience. What? What? Other, yeah, the, the shy. shy. He w- executive produced twenty episodes, and that show is getting a lot of love. And he did the pilot. Um, yeah, yeah. The 
The Lost. Those are short. Hassan Minaj's Homecoming King. I love Hassan Minaj. So if you worked on that, I already love you. And Dope, which I actually loved. Dope I love so that movie. Good. I love I that movie. I got a poster at home. It's so awesome. it seems like they're bringing in a really eclectic mix, which this sh- series seems like it will be an eclectic show. So I love the dir- This hypes me up more than just seeing the trailers. Like, Hearts. what? Just incredible. Yeah. They, they have a great team. And Adding to that team, the cast. Yes. I mean, Pedro Pascal from Game of Thrones, people. I I do want to talk a little bit about this because I you sent me this. IMDb did a really cool inside look on him. Mm. And I did not know how hard of a worker he has been in this industry and how long it took for him to get where he is. Because when you think about him, you're like, oh yeah, I mean, Game of Thrones, what are you talking about? But for a long time, he was a struggling actor. For the first 20 years, he was on TV as either single episode characters in Buffy, Law & Order, Nurse Jackie. And then he became, he uh, became a reoccurring character in The Good Wife. And then he got Oberyn. And he, I couldn't believe this because I loved his character so much in Game of Thrones. He was so charismatic and just wonderful. He was only in six episodes. It feels like his his presence is there. Exactly. He he was so likable and when he, spoilers, perishes, (laughs) dies. Big spoilers. spoilers. It's horrifying Mm -hmm. because you liked him so much. I was, that one took me a while. Yeah. I, I... it's a it's a moment in that series mm-hmm. because uh, mostly in part to his acting. A hundred percent. Yeah. So hundred percent. He's the lead. He's the. And then he was also in Narcos. This is where he he was a star character in Narcos as a DEA Javier Pena, and Pina. 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 Sorry, Pina. guys. Uh, I I lo- I watched the first <laughs> season of Narcos. I love the I love anything he's in, but right. I I just think he's so talented. He's been in movies uh, since then. Kingsman, The Golden Circle, Equalizer mm. 2, The Great Wall. Oh. So he's really up and coming. And then now you this have The it. Mandalorian. Like, this is what your, else? This what is else? Your, your moment, man. And I, I hope he gets scenes with, with maybe the helmet off. Like, can we see? I know. He may be doing some Judge Dredd acting. He's such a waste acting. of that face. I know. One thing I love about this, too, and I will say about the Star Wars franchise in general, is it's always diverse casting, and it never feels like dutiful diversity. You know, you watch yeah. some shows, and you're like, oh, this feels like an obligation from the network, or... And in Star Wars, it feels like such a seamless incorporation of different types of people, which I really like. Donald Glover said it best when he was asked about the galaxy and the sexuality of Lando. Mm. He said, it's space. Like, there are no rules. And that's why it should exist in a world, in a galaxy where there is no rules to the race, the color, the whatever it may be. Everyone should look different because it's freaking space. There are no rules in love, war. And Star Wars. <laughs> Guys, looking at you in the chat, uh, pocket, pocket, racket, pocket Rocket Raccoon. Dope is dope. Dope is dope. AF! <laughs> AF. Pedro AF. Pascal is a hunk. Yes, he is. Everyone loves loved him in Narcos. Um, yeah, I mean, everyone's on board with this cast and these directors. I, I can be more excited. He is an awesome leading man because for a while we just didn't know who was behind that helmet and now it's Pedro Pascal. Can we, let, do you want to go into the other... The other cast members, by absolutely. Nation? So, Gene. Okay. Okay. All right. Hold on. Um, Strap in, people. Yeah. This is the one. Thank you so much. Thank you, Jeff. Okay. Gina Carano. You know WWE's Gina Carano. Yes. 
There she no, is. I don't believe. Can we fact check that? Jeff Graham. Maybe not WWE. I think it's UFC. UFC, sorry. She's UFC. a UFC legend. I we mean, knew she, it was a three-lettered acronym. Yeah. She's a fighter. <laughs> yes. She's a fighter. She's extremely athletic, and she does a lot of her own stunts, and I get the appeal of her. We've seen her in Deadpool. We've um, seen her in Madness in the Method. Madness in the Method in Haywire. Starring um, Popcorn Talk's very own Roxy Stryer. Roxy Stryer. Our, crown jewel. Yeah, our crown jewel. Our queen. So I've seen her a few times, and... I love a strong female lead. Trust me. I love to see it. I want to see it. However, what I have seen but. of her, I have not liked. When And this is going to be the most not meaning to be sexist comment ever. When she's not talking. Oh, goodness. I like <laughs> what she's doing on screen. Right. You know, and hey, listen, I'm going to give her the benefit of the doubt. It just might. She might just have not gotten the right role yet. And this could be perfect. I mean, we've seen actors shine in Star Wars and then nothing else. Mm-hmm. And then we've seen actors who are, who are amazing actors and they're put in Star Wars and they're not that great. They're just not a good fit. I am pulling for her. I think she's going to be great. And I love the fact that, you know, as you said, she does her own stunts. She's a bad ass. Yeah. And this might be that role. And I love her in Haywire, which is what you just said. Not a lot of dialogue in Haywire, but that was a great role for her. So I think this could be an amazing role for Gina Carano. I hope she proves us wrong. Me too. I, I, and we just don't, haven't gotten much of her I from the trailers. I want to prove me wrong. I trust... I trust the casting of this series. I don't think that they would fail us. I think that they're putting so much behind the show that they must. she must have came in and just owned that character. Right. She must be that character, and that's what I'm going to go into it thinking. And, I mean, hey, it's Disney. It's Jon Favreau. They don't mess around, and she must She must be great if she's in this. So I'm giving her the benefit of the doubt. Gina Carano as Cara Dune is her character, which I, we believe is another bounty hunter character. Um, but yeah, Gina Carano, can't, can't wait to see her. Prove me wrong. Prove, I'm excited wrong. to see it, Queen. Werner Herzog. The legendary Werner Herzog. Werner. The client. <laughs> who has been the, the voiceover for the majority of the content, the trailers we've been getting. The client is such a cool name. I want that to be how I'm referred. When client. he was at... The client. <laughs> when he was added to this cast, I think that's what raised the eyebrows. Oh, we got a we got a legend in here. Yeah, I think that just speaks to the quality of, te- of television the show will be. They got Werner Herzog people. Oh man, Werner. Yes. Werner. Well, the thing I love about this too is it's not just a legend in the same way that like Michael Bay you could call a legend for all of his films. Like Werner Herzog is like kind of a film snob, and I mean that in the best way. <laughs> right. He wouldn't be doing. I, I have to imagine this is going to be a well-written show because... He doesn't just take a, a check, you Especially know? to perform. It's such an interesting twist. Right. He He's not in a lot. Yeah. And mm-hmm. he's been doing a lot of TV lately, though. So the fact that they got him for this, I'm, I'm just uber excited about that. And it brings a, sen- a really sense of seriousness to the, in the entire production. Speaking of serious, Giancarlo Esposito. Giancarlo Esposito. Gus. From Breaking Bad. I love him. Oh my gosh. I love him. I think he is so... Every time I've seen him, I think he does a spectacular job. He has like this weird mystery about each of the characters I've seen him portray. And I'm really, really excited to see what he does in The Mandalorian. Right. And we think he's an Imperial officer named Moff Gideon, which is a classic 
imperial officer name like that just that just sounds great i think he's gonna own this uh you know him as gus the villain in two out of the five seasons of breaking bad he is his presence is just felt Mm -hmm. due to his acting he can intimidate you with just a look and i am thrilled he's in star wars universe i think he's gonna he might be the main villain or antagonist in this series we're gonna see on tuesday but uh yeah moff gideon imperial officer Giancarlo Esposito, incredible. Just another person where you're like, wow, they are getting A-listers for this cast. Um, Another A-lister, in my opinion, Carl Weathers. I knew you were going to him next. Ding, ding. (laughs) Apollo Creed, Steph. Rocky is my favorite (laughs) film of all time, shortly followed by uh, Empire Strikes Back. They got Apollo Creed in Star Wars. (laughs) Or Toy Story 4 in Star Wars. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Wow. Yeah. I, I When I look at the cast and just the level of talent that we have, the level of diversity that we have, and I'm not even just saying that in the outside looks, I'm saying in terms of the works each of them have done, it's exciting to see. And it's interesting to see. It's Like I said, it's an eclectic mix. An eclectic mix, to say the least. And I think they're, they're, getting, they're getting stars from all walks of life. And not way? the obvious picks. Like, they're not picking... And this is what's so cool about Star Wars. They don't need to pick... A lot of times we're seeing movies now are picking influencers or people who aren't, like, truly engulfed in just acting and mm. creating. They are more. They just have a lot of clout behind them. Right. And I would have been so disappointed if they did that with this show. And they didn't. They they went for the people that I think are really going to be perfect for the characters they're, represent, they're representing. Couldn't have said it better myself. You're, you're absolutely right. I think, yeah, when you just, when you get this level of talent, it is story first and let's get the correct people. <laughs> and, I, and I don't think, I think it would be weird if they got a major A-lister. If Leonardo DiCaprio was in this show, look, I'd still watch it. But it would kind of throw me off a little. Yeah, I'm like, you don't you don't belong in this right. this realm. I sir. think people can really make another name for themselves on this show. And yeah, just someone like Carl, Rather, Carl Weathers, who hasn't had a major role in quite a few years. I mean, he is Apollo Creed, and he's also the... He's Chubbs in Happy Gilmore. That is it. <laughs> plastic hand and all. Uh, I think... Yeah, so, so this could good. be another classic a classic character for him. And, I mean, there's so many other stars. We already mentioned Taika Waititi. Who's and we'll... Each week uh, after Buzz, our sister network, like we said... As new characters are introduced week by week, we will break down those characters and the actors behind those characters. So let's get into our first special segment. Yes, let's move on to them. So there's a theory. Put on your (laughs) glasses. No, Jeff. Not words of wisdom quite yet. Uh, But there's a theory. theory Was the wisdom, guys? No, the wisdom comes at the end. No, this isn't wisdom at all. It's all rumors. (laughs) Rumors. Which uh, we do. There we go. So there's a. Do you want to go first, Steph? No, you go first. Okay. <clears throat> There's a theory. <laughs> There's a theory that in the latest Rise of Skywalker trailer, it was the quote-unquote final trailer, when we have that close-up of C-3PO, and he goes, just taking one last look, sir, at my, at my friends, and everyone's just crying their eyes out as he says that, because you're like, what's going to happen to 3PO? Yeah. There's a theory <laughs> that we might get a montage of C-3PO's memory from the past nine movies. He's been here all along. 
C-3PO and R2 are in every single film. Loyal he episode is. Episode-wise, loyal he is. And he has a memory bank. And at the end of Revenge of the Sith, they do erase his memory. They don't erase R2's, but they erase his memory. I think it would be epic. 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 If they showed a montage of all of his memories from the past nine movies and somehow some information within all those memories, all those experiences 3PO has had with all these amazing characters from the pantheon of the Star Wars mythos. That would pertain to some storyline in episode nine and them getting to the Emperor. Wow. So there's a theory where we might get an awesome montage. That's the theory. I love me a good montage. Love me I'm a good montage. Like Jeff C. Graham loves a good cardigan. <laughs> okay. Strap in for this one. There's a theory. So there's a theory that <laughs> time travel will be used Ooh. in Rise of the Skywalker. <laughs> Rise. Rise of the Skywalker. So, Shmi. Okay. One of the most confusing characters, Anakin's mother. Mm. There's a theory that Shmi and Rey are the same person. <laughs> Bear with me now. So this would mean that time travel would have to exist. Wow. It has been introduced in Star Wars Rebels, never in the movies, but in Rebels when Ezra Bridger, a character in Star Wars Rebels, goes through a world between worlds. Bridges, if you will. Bri exactly. <laughs> Palpatine is there. He cannot enter, but he is able to use... Um, he is able to use some sort of the power, power yeah. to, to go through, through time. It. Yeah, he uses the force somehow <laughs> through it. Okay, yeah. and and um, but uh, he's in the Jedi. It's a Jedi Temple portal. Palpatine couldn't go through it, but he's able to use it. If you look at the side by side oh between Shmi and Ray, there is a uncanny, uncanny similarity going on, and I I am not sure. So the theory is that Palpatine uh, manipulated the Force to conceive a child in Shmi's womb, Ew. being Anakin, <laughs> creepy. Yes, just like Palpatine. So Palpatine, we know, killed Darth Plagueis. Right. He was the one who was introduced to Anakin when Anakin was confused on whether he should go dark or light because he wanted to save. He was wilding. Yeah, he was wilding out. And so he killed Darth Plagueis. Palpatine did. And Darth Plagueis possessed the power to manipulate um, midichlorians. Midichlorians, to, yeah, bring to people back to death life. And create death, life. Yeah. So... He could cheat The death. theory is, in a roundabout way, that Palpatine did all of this... For Ray wow. to come into fruition in this movie for some purpose to close the time loop that was created originally. Boom! <laughs> Love it, Jeff. Uh, Anytime there's time look, work, I get so confused and I'm I just know. trying to tell you what the theory was. Thanks for bearing I, with me. I'm on board with some of it. I think it's it's a reach. It's a reach. Like Shmi and Ray do look similar. It's a little odd. It's a little weird. They do look similar, but Shmi is so clueless. In I I just cannot see. I, there would have to be a lot of explaining to do. Also, uh, yeah, the similarity is there. But if Ray is is just kicking butt in all these movies and mm -hmm. being like the most forceful character that we've seen in so long and just so utterly talented right only to become shmi who does nothing it's crazy i would be so pissed i would yeah that would that would be kind of nuts and uh and she would technically be luke's grandmother yes hmm should we go to the character corner yeah yeah on <laughs> okay. that note. quick character corner uh we're today we're focusing on 
Sidon Ithano, who is this gentleman. And uh, yes, right there. He has a red helmet. He kind of looks like an Imperial Guard slash bounty hunter. We see him for three seconds in Force Awakens, but... He has a background. He is known as a Red Raider, a blood buccaneer, if you will, a Crimson Corsair. Interesting. And he's equally parts Boba Fett as he is the Imperial Guard, 100% badass, really. Um, but fun fact, his helmet comes from the space race of people that General Grievous from Revenge of the Sith comes from. Uh, oh, you know, he Grievous. became half cyborg, so he is from the 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 same uh, people that Grievous was before it became mostly machine, which is an interesting race. It's the Sidon race for Star Wars. So hopefully we can get some more screen time with him in the future. I think it'd be really cool if his character kind of popped up in Mandalorian because it's believed he is a bounty hunter. So that was the character corner for this week. Wow. Thank Boom. you. And uh, do you we... want, yeah, close us off with some words of wisdom? Let it... Words of wisdom. Let it be. Dun, 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 dun. Yes. So the word of wisdom, y'all. We're going to quote Yoda for this week. Great. It's Never been, gets it's been old. a big week. Uh, fear leads to anger. Anger leads to hate. And hate leads to suffering. A bar. So don't be afraid out there, okay? Be brave. And walk into this next week, this weekend, really, with all the bravery you got. And that'll keep you on the light side of the force. Hoorah! Hell yeah. Love it. That's all the time we have. I'm Steph Sabraw. You can find me at Steph Sabraw on Instagram and Twitter. Ryan Nelson. I'm Ryan Nelson. You can find me <laughs> at Ryan Nelson on Twitter. That's R-Y Nelson on Twitter and at Ryan Nelson underscore on Instagram. So psyched to be talking Star Wars with y'all. This has been such a long time coming. It was such an honor to be here with Steph co-piloting, co-piloting this Millennial this Falcon. Woo! Boom. We cannot wait for next week and The Mandalorian in five days. Yes. Until then. Chewie, get us out of here. visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network.